Welcome back to The Serial Killer. It's been a while. <laughs> Season 4, Episode 1, John Edward Robinson, also known as The Slave Master. This episode was suggested by Brandy at witchy underscore woman 92 on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. John Edward Robinson was born December 27th, 1943 in Cicero, Illinois. He has eight victims in the states of Kansas and Missouri. He was caught June 2nd, 2000. Robinson is an American serial killer, conman, embezzler, kidnapper, and forger. In 2003, he was found guilty of three murders in Kansas City, Kansas. He received the death penalty for two of them. In 2005, he admitted to five more killings in Kansas City, Missouri. In a plea deal, he received multiple life sentences without parole. He avoided death sentences due to death sentence going, uh, doing, uh, I don't know, doing so investigators feel f there could be more deaths. Sorry. I'm, I had to write this all out by hand. So it's a lot in 2019. Robinson is still remains on death row in Kansas. He made contact with most of his victims over the internet. He is considered the internet's first serial killer. His early life, born in Cicero, Illinois, the third of five children to an alcoholic father and a strict mother. In 1957, he became an Eagle Scout and traveled to London and performed for the Queen. He later enrolled at Quigley Prep Seminary in Chicago, a private boys' school for aspiring priests, but dropped out after a year because of discipline issues. In 1961, he enrolled at Morton Junior College in Cicero to become a medical x-ray tech, but dropped out after two years. In 1964, he moved to Kansas City. He married Nancy Jo Lynch. He had four children with her from 1965 to 1971. Early crimes. In 1969, Robinson embezzled $33,000 from a medical practice of Dr. Wallace Graham, where he worked as an x-ray tech. He was sentenced to three years probation. In 1970, he violated his probation by moving back to Chicago without permission. He took a job as an insurance salesman at R.B. Jones Company. In 1971, he was arrested for embezzling um, firm funds. Ordered back to Kansas City where his probation was extended. In 1975, his probation was extended again after another arrest on securities fraud and mail fraud in connection with a phony medical consulting company he had formed in Kansas City. During this time, Robinson was giving an outward appearance of a family man and community-minded citizen, becoming a scoutmaster, baseball coach, all while forging papers from the executive director to the mayor of Kansas City and from the mayor to other civic groups stating how great a man he was, eventually making himself the organization's man of the year. He even threw an awards luncheon on his own, in his own honor. In 1979, he completed probation, but by 1980, he was arrested again for embezzlement and forgery. Served 60 days in jail in 1982. After his release, he formed a bogus hydroponics biz and swindled 25000 from a friend, promising a fast return so that he could pay for his dying wife's health care. During this time, he was sexually propositioning a neighbor's wife. This resulted in a fight with the husband. He claimed to be a member of a secret sadomasochism cult called International Council of Masters. He became their slave master, in which he lured victims to gatherings to be tortured and raped by the cult. 
1984, having started two more fraudulent shell companies, Equi Plus and Equi Two. Robbins hired a, Robinson hired a 19-year-old Paula Godfrey to work as a sales rep. Godfrey told her family she was going away to train. After hearing nothing from their daughter, her parents filed a missing persons report. Police questioned Robinson, who denied any knowledge of her whereabouts. Several days later, her parents got a typewritten letter with Godfrey's signature at the bottom. She said she was okay and wanted nothing to do with her family. The investigation was terminated. Godfrey was never seen again. In 1985, Robinson, now John Osborne, met Lisa Stasi and her daughter Tiffany. After signing several bank stationery sheets, Osborne promised her an apartment and a job in daycare. A few days later, Robinson contacted her, his brother and sister-in-law who gave, who've been trying to adopt. He said he knew of a baby whose mother committed suicide. For $5,500 in legal fees, Don and Helen Robinson got Tiffany. Her identity was confirmed in 2000 by DNA. Osborne forged signatures of two lawyers and a judge. Stasi was never heard from again. In 1987, Catherine Clampett, 27, went missing after moving to Kansas City to find work. Robinson, who hired her, promised travel and wardrobe. She vanished in June of, the, of that year. Her case remains open. From 1987 to 93, Robinson was in prison. While in prison, Robinson met Beverly Bonner, a prison librarian. She left her husband, a prison doctor, after Robinson's release. She moved to Kansas to work for him. Robinson arranged for Bonner's alimony checks to be forwarded to a Kansas post office box. Her family never heard from her again. Her mom forwarded the checks for years. Robinson continued to cash them. By this time, Robinson discovered the internet and roamed various social networking sites using the name Slave Master, looking for sub-women. He came across Sheila Faith, 45, who had a wheelchair-bound daughter. Robinson acted like a wealthy businessman and philanthropist, offering to pay all medical bills. Sheila moved from California with her daughter to Kansas City. They immediately disappeared. Robinson cashed Faith's pension checks for seven years. Robinson, becoming well-known in the BDSM online chat rooms in 1999, offered a job to 21-year-old Isabella Lewicka, a Polish immigrant living in Indiana. She moved to Kansas City. Robinson, still married to Nancy, gave Lewicka an engagement ring. They paid for a marriage license that was never picked up. Lewicka told her parents she married, but never mentioned Robinson's name. She signed a 115-item slave contract, which gave Robinson almost total control of her life, including bank accounts. In the summer of 1999, she disappeared. Robinson told an employee she was caught smoking marijuana and was deported. Suzette Troughton, a LPN, moved from Michigan to Kansas to travel the world with Robinson and to be his sex slave. Her mother received letters signed by her daughter. Uh, their letters were, her letters were uncharacteristically mistake-free. Robinson later told her mom she ran off with an acquaintance after stealing money from him. Robinson started making careless mistakes in Kansas and Missouri, and they started to notice him as his name popped up on more and more missing persons investigations. 
Robinson was arrested in June of 2000 after a woman filed a sexual battery charge and another with a charge of Robinson stealing her sex toys. This gave probable cause to the authorities to, for a search warrant, where a task force found two decaying bodies, Lewicka and Troughton, in two 85-gallon chemical drums. Across state lines in Missouri, the task force entered two storage garages and found three more chemical drums filled with three more bodies, Bonner, Faith, and her daughter. All five women were killed by one or more blows to the head. In 2002, Robinson stood trial in Kansas for the murders of Stasi, Lewicka, and Troughton, along with other charges. He was found guilty in all counts. In the longest criminal trial in Kansas history, he received the death sentence for Troughton and Lewicka, but for Stasi, he got life. Because she was killed before Kansas reinstated the death penalty, he also received 5 to 20 years for interfering with parental custody of Stasi's baby, 20 and a half years for kidnapping Troughton, and 7 months for theft. Robinson then faced additional murder charges in Missouri. Missouri is more aggressive in the capital punishment than Kansas, who hasn't executed anyone since the death penalty was renewed in 1994. Robinson never helped the authorities with finding any of the bodies in Missouri. He received life without parole for each of the five murders. November 2015, Kansas Supreme Court vacated the Troughton and Stasi murder conviction on technicalities, but upheld the Lewicka conviction. Robinson, Robinson still sits on death row at the El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. In 2005, Nancy filed for divorce after 41 years of marriage. In 2006, Heather Robinson, Stasi's daughter, Tiffany, filed a civil suit against Truman Medical Center in Kansas City and social worker Karen Gaddis. She won a undisclosed amount of money, which she split with her biological grandmother. Heather won a second judgment, which prevented Robinson from profits of any potential books or film rights. In 2006, another body was found in a barrel in Iowa. Long stretches of Robinson's past have not been accounted for. And authorities fear that there may be more murders unaccounted for. The victims, 1984, Paula Godfrey, 19, was never found. 1985, Lisa Stasi, 19, never found. 87, Catherine Clampett, 27, never found. 1993, Beverly Bonner, 49, was found in a storage facility in Raymore, Missouri. 1994, Sheila Faith and her daughter were also found in the same storage facility in Raymore, Missouri. 1999, Isabella Lewicka, 21, was on Robinson's Ranch in La Signe, Kansas. And Suzette Troughton, 28, was found there in 2000. We are on Twitter at the Serial Kill 11. Would love for you to follow. I'm happy to be back. Let's keep the show a rolling. Once again, thank you, Brandy, for suggesting this episode. Anybody else that wants to suggest an episode, somebody for me to look into, hit me up on Twitter at the Serial Kill 11. Tell me who you're wanting me to look into, and I will look into it and see if we can make an episode out of it. Once again, I'm Jeremy Skaggs, the host, and we will see you next week on The Serial Killer.